Oh, some people don't like you to talk like that. Oh, some people would like to shut you up for saying those things. You know that. Lots of people, lots of groups in this country want to tell you how to talk, tell you what you can't talk about. Well, sometimes they'll say, well, you can talk about something, but you can't joke about it. Say you can't joke about something because it's not funny. Comedians run into that shit all the time. Like rape. They'll say, you can't joke about rape. Rape's not funny. I say, fuck you. I think it's hilarious. How do you like that? Why do you think your cave women was created with short legs and fat butts? I don't know, Arch, but I'm sure you got a good answer. So they couldn't run fast, so the men could catch them and force them to make the meals in the baby. Weren't there any cave women with long legs and skinny butts that could run faster than the men? Well, them, the men would have to bring down with a rock. <laughs> Hey, you know, we just drove 750 miles across the desert with your food, and it occurred to us that there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! You live in a desert! You understand that? You live in a desert! Nothing grows there! Man Earth. My name is Lex Stringer. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt suffered an epic coughing situation during a public presentation this week. He gathered himself, spit up a bucket of cum, and he was good to go. It should be noted that is not the same thing that was stuck in Hillary Clinton's throat. Uh, did you see her latest coughing uh, fit this week? There's yeah. something wrong with that woman. Have you wrong. seen her tongue? She's got like something um, removed from her tongue. She's got like a like a hole in her tongue. Oh really? No, I have not looked at her tongue recently. But uh, she's there's definitely I'm not I don't care less whatever in terms of her not outside of politics. There's something physically wrong with her. Yeah. And it's gonna be I assume she the plan is that she makes it till November wins, and then she dies. I don't know what the I mean she's gonna. Clearly, something bad's going to happen like early in her term, right? Because she looks really fucking sick, and being president doesn't make you less sick. It's a very rough job. So I assume they're just planning is like hide her medical ailments until she wins, which she probably will, and then just have the VP replace her, and that's sort of the the, the game plan. Apparently, one of the ways to refute that whole, <clears throat> you know, the rumor that Rod Stewart had like. 10 gallons of cum pumped out of his stomach. Yes. A lot of people were like, well, your stomach can only hold like eight ounces or whatever it is. But it's like, I've seen people vomit like like 10 gallons worth of stuff. Wait, is the rumor, so you're saying that he only had eight ounces of cum in his stomach or that just wasn't true at all? Well, people were like, well, he couldn't have a gallon pumped out of his stomach because your stomach can only hold like, I think, eight or 10 ounces. Yeah, or that's, a horrible, that's a horrible, by the way, if someone accused you of having cum in your stomach, don't go with the uh, weight, the, yeah. <laughs> the volume argument. This makes me think it's real and <laughs> yeah. like, oh, so they exaggerate. <laughs> oh, okay, it was only like a, a fucking glass. Yeah, how about, okay. dude, how about dude, I, I don't swallow cum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. This week's show is sponsored by GQ Magazine. Never in the history of mankind of men felt so masculine about discussing the best cut of slacks to compliment their body profiles. <laughs> GQ Magazine, feeling gay, never felt so straight. Uh, GQ Magazine, by the way, held their awards. It was in London, I think, this past week, and they invited a shitload of really hot women, mm-hmm. which I think is supposed to make you feel less gay for attending the awards. But anytime, would you agree, anytime men spend more than, I don't know, 60 seconds discussing fat, men's fashion, it's just gay. It's just there's no excuse for that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know if it makes it any less gay. I, I think it's just equal. Like, you can you can be gay and hang out with hot chicks. It's 2016, you know. Yeah, but the other thing that amuses me is that like what people don't re- realize reading fashion magazines, whether it be women's magazines or, fa- or men's magazines, 
if you look as good as a model, it doesn't matter how you dress. Right. <laughs> That's the irony of these things. And if you're an ugly schlub, it doesn't matter if you dress nice at all either. Who is reading men's magazines? I don't know, but GQ still has a pretty good circulation. I think it's, it's an aspirational magazine, right? Which means you're supposed to look at it and go, I wish that could be me. But I don't know. You want to be the guy like with his uh, crotch photoshopped out, like standing in. T- I think it's just pants. dorks like Lawrence Fishburne type guys that put it on the coffee table in their foyer. You think so? Never even open it. You think so? I just yeah. figured spank material for, uh, for for gay dudes. I don't know. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Men Podcast. Also on Facebook, Last Men Podcast. Growing over forty thousand on Facebook. People are paying attention to this stuff. I guess we've got to up our game a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's get on to the show. Matt, let me ask you. I know every year you uh, pop popcorn, make some caramel corn for yourself, and watch Miss, the uh, Miss America pageant. Mm. It's been a tradition of yours for many years. In fact, you just asked me before the show if Miss, Amer- Miss America is supposed to be a uh, trained to be a good wife. So I believe you stepped out of 1947. Because well, only old ladies watch it. I mean, it's not like dudes are watching it like, oh, that chick's hot. No one's... It's... It's, it seems very anachronistic for women because it really does subjugate women to just this, like, look good in a, in a, in a heels, walk across the stage. Like, the ideal woman can do all these different things. Yes. Why don't they have them cook at the end? It would be, <laughs> like, chopped, make a cupcake. I, and, by, and, by the way, there's no reason for a man to watch because for the last 40 years, you've been able to see better-looking women in less clothing and a multiple, multiple variety of media yeah. uh, without your wife having to watch with you. Uh, by the way, they are getting... And the other thing, too, so here's, here's their answer to, to modernizing. These pageants are all getting rid of the bikini contest. And they're going to have an uh, athletic gear instead. Because mm-hmm. it represents the modern woman more. So they're just getting rid of the bikini. So now there's absolutely no reason to watch whatsoever. And, yeah. And instead of bikini, they'll be in a sports bra and tight, tight shorts. As if, like, you can't jerk off to a chick in yoga pants, yes. by the way. No, I do that outside the yoga studio all the time. <laughs> Uh, but getting back to Miss Missouri, Miss Missouri, uh, Aaron O'Flaherty, I just remember his really Irish name. Uh, she is the first, oh, for this year you can watch, the first openly gay Miss America contestant uh, from Missouri. Now, I have to believe there's been gay contestants many times in the past. I don't know. I don't think a lesbian would want to do that at all. Really? I think they'd be deeply offended by the whole thing. By the Miss America badge yeah. thing? Uh, she's the first openly gay thing, and she's treating herself, I don't care, like, Fine. She's treating herself as if she is like uh, like Halle Berry did when she won the Oscar. She's treating herself as if she's like breaking glass. She's even mentioning breaking ceilings, breaking barriers for for gay and lesbian men and women. Is there any reality what she's talking about? Is being a winner of Miss America beauty pageant is that going to open doors for lesbians that heretofore have been closed to our scissor kissing sisters? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. It always with me is like we should, like you said, kind of do away with Miss America. I don't think there's any practical use for it. So it's kind of like the Hillary Clinton argument. Like we need a woman president who's like terrible. You yes. know, like we need more annoying cons that don't contribute to society that, you know, study for these pageants and bother you at the bar because they're just, you know, they're not worth talking to. You know, I mean, what kind of chick with a decent head on her shoulders is like, yeah, I want to start doing pageants. Um, I think it starts. They start really, really young. These girls usually start when they're four or five years Past old. The age of like sixteen, though, it's just fucking sad. Yeah, it's like being a cheerleader. There's a bunch of other things that girls do. They kind of like are cute when they're nine or ten. Yeah, and if they're still doing it when they're twenty. It's just kind of a weird kind of molesty. Yeah, it's just kind of molesty, and also like it doesn't. There's no way to represent yourself as a modern feminist, progressive woman. If you're in heels walking across the stage for a bunch of judges. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not, a contradiction. That's not the thing. I mean, that's like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing, let me tell you, that really, really bothers me the most because I'm completely superficial about this entire thing. She's just not very good looking. She's just not an attractive no. woman. Mm-hmm. And 
Here's the thing. If you're an attractive woman, have you ever known a man or a straight man or anyone, any man to like discriminate against a hot woman because she's a lesbian? No. Do hot, like, do, do hot women, lesbians, really suffer a lot of discrimination in this country? No. What happens is guys will still hit on them, yes. and the hot lesbians pretend they don't like it, secretly high-five each other in the parking lot. Yes. It's like their favorite thing in the world. Yes. Uh, as a, and that's the thing. I mean, she's... First of all, I don't. I believe there's not a rule that says you can't be a lesbian. There never was, right? Nope. So it's well, not like... Uh, well, I would say this. I, I bet in years past, if you were at the state level and you said you're openly gay, you'd probably not make it to this far. But they weren't asking you, like, do you want to suck a guy's dick or what's your technique when you blow a guy? Like, they're not asking no. you personal questions, no. right? You didn't have to fuck the judge. That helped. Right, right. <laughs> I would just like to see more of a more of a typical lesbian look yeah. with the Miss America. Like if, if that's what she's maybe building up to, the hair under the arms, yeah. you know. Cut the, off flannel shirt. Yeah, the athletic wears yes. jorts. Yes. You know. And, and but again, I mentioned uh, for a second time, she's not a very good looking woman. She just does not strike me as a Miss America looking woman. And I no. feel like what's going to happen is she's not going to win. They'll, they'll give her like some semifinal thing because they, you know, because she's openly gay now, making a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. But she's going to get Michael Sam, right? She's going to get like invited there, and they're going to make a big deal about it, just like the Rams did when they they draft were forced to draft Michael Sam. She's right. also from Missouri, by a gay person from Missouri, by the way. And then she's not going to win, and then she'll make a year from now she'll make vague references to how she didn't win because she was gay. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. I mean, I don't know the judging process. I think in years past, traditionally. You would pretend that there were criteria, and then you would just pick the hottest chick that didn't come off as a complete retard, right? I just assumed it was fixed. They just went state, like they wrapped, like figure out what state was going to win, because uh-huh. of like you know now in New York it's your turn or Florida it's your turn that kind of shit. Yeah, honestly, they all look the same. Well, it's kind of population theory. You would think that Miss California would be hotter than Miss South Dakota just because there's so many more women to choose from. But they also from. lie about where they're from, by the way. So that happened, too, I remember, in years oh, past. Really? Yeah, like a girl would go to school somewhere. And oh, there's carpetbagging. Oh, yeah, for sure there is. Because a lot e- it's a lot easier to win Miss North Dakota than it is Miss California. Right. So you would claim to be a Dakota resident, you know, because of your grandmother. It's like the Olympics, dude. You pick the team it's easier to get on from. Oh. And you get in there. That's just sad. But they're all attractive, reasonably attractive women with a shitload of lipstick and Vaseline on their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love girls with Vaseline on their teeth. Uh, so really, the criteria was nothing. They played the fucking violin or talked about world peace and shit like that. We all laughed at it. But again, many years ago, it was the only way to see hot chicks in a bikini or a swimsuit yeah. on television because they just didn't show that. And now you go on the internet, you can find that same girl like doing double-fisted double anal. I've known like. Miss a former Miss Alaska is a good friend of mine, and I dated a former Miss Illinois, and uh, she was a total fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. One time she was uh, she Miss Illinois, Miss Illinois Regional. No, she was like Miss Illinois. One time I let her borrow my car, and then uh, she didn't return it. And then when I asked why, she she accused me of being jealous that I wasn't invited to a party. It was all very it was a very strange time in my life. Um, Wait, she just kept your car? Yeah. Are you, isn't that I had to take a cab to isn't, go get my own car. Isn't that theft? <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm not sure how the law works. And when someone takes your car and doesn't return it, isn't that theft? I let her borrow my car while I fixed her car's battery. Okay. Then I left her car with the fixed battery at her house, went to my own house, later asked her to pick me up, and she she didn't feel like it. Fucking Miss Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a two-faced uh, phony. The point being... Was she hot, was she hot though? Okay. Well, no, Miss, 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 Miss Missouri is not that good looking. I just want to say that. Oh, yeah. The, the Miss third, Illinois. Third time, is... just like be, 
fucking obnoxious about it. <laughs> if, we, if she was really hot, we wouldn't be having any of this conversation. We'd just be talking about I hope she wins. Uh, I just wonder who put her up to this. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Does it matter? Like, Also, I f- do you feel like it's easier to come out as lesbian than it is to come out as homosexual? Because Michael Sam had to open mouth kiss a guy full of cake like when he was drafted. <laughs> Whereas if you're just a lesbian, everyone goes like, okay, they don't expect to see evidence of it. No, it really, I think, lesbian is, like, in terms of considering yourself a minority, like, way at the bottom of, like, it really doesn't matter. Because girls are very touchy-feely anyhow. So, like, the girls in Miss America patch, they all hug each other and kiss each other on the cheek, and they, they're they very collegial and friendly with each other and touchy-feely. But with a guy, you like, you gotta, sh- you know, when you see a guy kissing another guy, you're like, oh, fuck, that's gay? Yeah. But with the girls, like, she she's just saying she's gay. I like to see some evidence. Well, for example, you could be a closet lesbian your whole life, and I don't think very many of people would, would be like, uh, Megan's a total dyke, right? Whereas, you know, if a guy's like, yeah, I love pussy, it's like, yeah. all right, we, you pretty much pick up on it right away, right? Yeah, if you're the dude who's not, if you're not married or a playboy by 40, everyone knows you're gay or 30, yeah. whatever it is. Hi, right, Mr. Zuri. I'm. Uh, there's no online voting, but I'm voting for you anyhow. I hope you break that uh, glass ceiling. What would the ce- what would the ceiling be called for uh, lesbian women? Um, Vagina wall. I don't know. Not the not the dildo part, but the strap on belt. Yeah. Um, yes. Maybe s- submerge your. Uh, do they ha- they have the forehead? Um, I don't know. The penis on the forehead? Yeah, they have the penis, on, yeah, they have the penis on the forehead. Yeah, they have the penis on the forehead. I could tell what sign you were making. She has a large forehead, by the way. For the fourth time, I say, not a very attractive woman. Large <laughs> penis on her forehead might be good for her. I miss this very time to go, well, you're not breaking any barriers by being a lesbian in a beauty pageant. That's nothing. I think we can all agree that does not qualify as breaking any barriers. I'm surprised so many lesbians are so overweight because I just, I just thought about their lovemaking tactics, and it seems like a, core, a lot of core strength involved. Well, another thing about lesbians, too, is they don't, like we talk about, they don't have to make a big show of being lesbians when they come out as lesbian. Mm-hmm. They also have that thing where they go, like, I, I, don't, I haven't dated in three years. Like, you know, I'm a lesbian, but I haven't, you know, been with a woman in, like, in three or four years. Right. And women go, okay, that, I get that. But with a guy, like, when the guy from NSYNC comes out as gay, he's got to, like, have his partner there with him, and they have to be arms wrapped around each other making out. Yeah. That's just like, it's a, you know, a guy doesn't say he's gay without introducing his partner. Whereas the women just go, like, oh, I'm gay, but I don't, I don't date. Yeah, the guy's been going through dick for (laughs) many, many years. All right, now let's get off that topic. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know that should you ever uh, be in a senior corporate position, which is completely hypothetical, uh, (laughs) go along with me here, uh, you intend to sexually harass every woman who works for you. Uh, that's one of your stated goals. I think it's in your mission statement, like your triangle of success. I think there's a way to do it. <laughs> like, like send little zodiac <laughs> codes and shit. And the <laughs> so you're like a little, little your mission statement. You're like little John Wooden pyramid of success. Like the very bo- the very base is a sexual harassment of all the women who work for you. Well, if you can <laughs> get people to sign certain contracts, I mean, why not just put it in there? Like, look, I'm gonna make some dick jokes. My, I might tell you your your titties look nice in that in that skirt, it, and you know I might do that. I feel like deal with it. Dudes who say, dudes who make dirty jokes in the office are in jobs where you expect dudes who make dirty jokes in the office. Yeah, it's not like it's not just having it in places where you don't expect it. It's always having it in places where you do expect it. And while you can't like make a law saying it's still okay in those places, I give some credo to like this. Is, we're talking about Roger Ailes at Fox News. He's been telling dirty jokes in the workplace probably for fifty years. He started as Dick as Dick Nixon's like press guy, right? He helped Nixon reinvent himself and become president. So honestly, right off the bat, you know he's not a 
good. He's not shy. He's not a shy. Making fellow. the dirty jokes is one of the least yes. bad things he's done with his life. Yeah, he was at twenty two, like doing fuck jokes. Anything it like humanizes him to a degree. Yeah, and we all know as guys. Mm-hmm. One thing we as guys won't say that uh, guys all talk dirty in the workplace and talk nasty and say nasty, horrible shit when women aren't around. As soon as the chick walks out the door, as soon as they, as soon as the women leave the door, like so it's all an that, immediate threesome story. Yeah, all that training about what to say and not to say with women, you know, integrated workplaces, gender integrated workplaces. Is, is stuff guys know only applies when there's a woman in the room. Mm-hmm. Just so the women know, when the women leave, they're not still talking politely. In fact, they're probably talking about you the minute, the minute you left. And that's really unfortunate, but that's human behavior, so I'm not going to apologize for it any longer. Yeah, you can't, like, you can't alter human basic human behavior. No, you can only threaten to punish people and, and therefore modify their behavior while you're watching them. <laughs> right. So it's like when, the teacher le- when you're in fourth grade, the teacher leaves a room and says, everyone be- stay in your seats. Yeah, no, that doesn't. That, there'll be a couple of good kids who stay in their seats because they're just scared. Yeah, but everyone looks around each other for half a second, and then gets up and starts fucking around and starts talking about fucking the teacher. Incidentally, yeah, too. yeah, if, I like if, you know if she's any good. Yeah, or he. Okay, <laughs> so Gretchen Carlson was uh, she was a Miss. By the way, I think she was Miss Minnesota or some beauty pageant winner. Maybe was she Miss America? I don't know. Hmm. She was Miss something twenty some odd years ago. She's one of the blonde uh, one of the blonde minions at uh, Fox nice. News. Right, right. Sorry, I'm taking a little break. Brian's uh, ordering more alcohol. Uh, <laughs> he has a problem. Yeah, it's, it's two Give in the afternoon. something fruity. Two in the afternoon. You want to get loaded, dude. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so she's one of like the 30 blonde women at Fox News uh, who all wear short skirts. Like, if you have a job where you have to bleach your hair blonde and appear in short skirts on, on television with a camera going up your skirt, <laughs> don't you at some level go like this... Maybe not be the place for me to that be. That is interesting. They do all look exactly the same. I mean, I know their audience is a hundred and three percent white, but yeah. Well, not only that, not only, it's not because the audience. I understand it's because Roger Ailes himself, who fashioned Fox News, that's his fucking look. That's what he likes. Mm. He finds that attractive, and therefore he's molded the women he hires to be in the mode of like what gives him a fucking heart. See, on. that's where he fucked up. <laughs> you just don't do that because it, it's just going to come back to bite. You got to hire hire the hot. Say you're into blonde chicks, hire the hot Asian chick, hit on her friend, you know, at the party or whatever. Yeah, you know what they call the hot uh, Asian chick at Fox News? They don't call her anything because she doesn't doesn't work there. (laughs) They really have white... White women with bleached blonde hair and and, and very colorful short short, uh, pants skirts or whatever the hell they're called. Um, In fact, one of her complaints was they kept shooting up her skirt. (laughs) It's just like... I mean, but she was there for years and years. So this is going on for years. And this is one of the things I don't understand about sexual harassment, which is like... I don't doubt she was sexually harassed. And the stuff Roger Ailes said to her, I don't doubt that happened because my theory of sexual harassment is just look at the girl and look at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's a fat, old, greasy dude with a triple chin and it's a 30 years younger blonde girl with a short skirt? It happened. We know it happened, right? Right, right, right. Especially back when that was just status quo newsroom behavior. I mean, yes. that movie Anchorman was essentially, you know, they were that was a real thing they were making fun of. Yeah, that's, I mean, if 75-year-old guys have been harassing women, hot women for 50 years. And so you can make laws that say they can't do it anymore, but they especially are going to have a tough time changing their behavior. Yeah. I have no doubt he was, like, making fucking blowjob jokes, and if you fuck me, you could do better around here jokes and things like that. See, I draw a big line between those two things, though. I don't mind if you walk in and go, I heard this hilarious blowjob joke. I mean, I think if you're a woman, you complain about that, you're way out of line. But the other thing, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to... You yeah, know. I don't know that. He, I think he's too. I'm saying I'm I'm being kind of uh, facetious about that. I think he's too smart to say shit like that. I think it was much more worded more carefully. Like you know, you could be you know, the career could be going places if you know uh, you were more friendly 
Shit like that. Oh, yeah. Well, that seems very Roger Ailes. It yes. probably de- depends on his he level. A speech of, writer. He was a speechwriter. I think he knows words pretty well. I don't well. know how much he drinks, though. See, when guys yeah. drink, that's when they really start doing shit like that. Wait. I, I I think you and I both agree he did some shit. But he she did, he lose, did something. Yeah. She didn't lose. She wasn't like, and she maybe had her time slot moved around. She complained about the other guys on this show, like t- treating her like, you know, making jokes about women and stuff like that. And she maybe had her time slot moved around, stuff like that. But there's no evidence she, she wasn't fired. And there's no evidence her contract dollars were ever hurt. Here is my question. She just settled for $20 million, which of course tells you something went on. Doesn't $20 million seem like a shitload of money for harassment or a, let's call it an assault case where there was nobody touched where nobody got touched yeah well it's you know it is harassment i guess they're not calling it you know rape or anything like that i mean it, it is harassment but i feel like the job of a boss is they harass everybody yeah. doesn't don't bosses just harass you uh they do harass you they don't all uh, they don't often like make dick jokes and like drop their pants or whatever but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like some do probably actually a lot more do than we know my issue is with how much money. So let's well, say the twenty she, million is that's like thirty, forty. I don't know what she makes. I'm sure she makes good money, but that's still got to be like forty years of salary for her. That's like money f- set her for the rest of her life. Like that's like okay, he made he told you about he want how he maybe wanted to fuck you and things like that, and now you get forty, you get money, you're set for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you get, we were talking about this before. If you get like you know, if you're killed by, you're gonna love this one. If you get killed by Monsanto poisoning you or shit like that. This will be some cap where you can't get more than like one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, or if like you're a motorcycle, you're on a motorcycle, you're killed by a drunk driver or something like that. You maybe get two hundred thousand dollars. There's all these caps for shit. Yeah. What does the U.S. government get you if you're killed in combat? They give you like uh, twenty seven grand, twenty yeah, thousand, exactly. yeah, yeah, and some benefit, like two thousand year benefits or something. So we've got, we have established a society that like maiming, killing people, all the stuff like that is worth somewhere in the six. <laughs> load of hit six figures, mm-hmm. but if someone has sexually harassed you, all of a sudden it's twenty million. And I think it's because of uh, things like the Hulk Hogan case, where they awarded him one hundred twenty million dollars for having his sex tape out there. Yeah, which seemed it, it, they declared that Gawker was clearly wrong in some way, but it seemed one hundred twenty million just bankrupted the entire company. Right, just because jurors like I'm upset, so let's make it one hundred twenty million dollars because Hulk Hogan had sex with his friend's wife and she taped it and someone showed it. Whereas you and I would have said, okay, like 50 bucks. That was the best deal ever. He yes. fucked his friend's wife and got $100 million. Yes. And I think you and I and the jury would have been like, okay, fucking Gawker. These guys seem like smarmy assholes. Make them pay some amount of money. But $120 million to Hulk Hogan seemed just outrageous. Well, wasn't that factoring in because it was 10 or 20, several uh, other news anchors uh, from Fox came forward and said that they had s- similar experiences. So I think if that went to trial... And they're doing the punitive damages, and Fox is worth you know billions of dollars. Like, yeah, I mean, they must have had another hundred million dollar. Oh yeah, on that's their, their fear. Their fear is another Hulk Hogan settlement. What I question you isn't twenty million way too much money for no matter how disgusting he was and how much shit she had to put up with there. Isn't twenty million dollars a lot of money in light of how much people get for other real su- real yeah. pain and suffering? And I'm not blaming the victim here either, but you know, I'm sure she. Uh, Worked it, worked the room a little bit. She probably didn't think that it was a coincidence that she was hired because she was a hot blonde at the time. She probably knew well aware of, uh, that that was the reason. Not saying she deserves to be harassed, but it just depends on what it was. Does she deserve to overhear a, a few dick jokes? Yeah, I think so because you know you're you're promoting yourself sexually. So how how are you just how are you going to act like that's not? An existing thing agree, in the I, I have a lot of really good dick jokes, <laughs> and I can't just be held back from holding, letting them go in the office place every now and then because there's women in the present. So I just wanted people to know that. I don't mean anything by it, but I got some good dick jokes to get out. Well, like, women are never going to be treated truly equally 
unless they can, you know, take a dick joke without suing. It's just a fact. Because people are just going to go, it's not worth it. I can't tell my dick jokes. I have so many good ones. Yes. Why would I hire this chick when I can just tell all these dick jokes to this guy? It works completely. I think it, the, the, you tell me, this double standard works completely against women. Yes, they have to be hired. But no, guys I know don't want to hire women because they fear about, forget Roger Ailes. He's more extreme probably in the shit he does. But guys are just fearful. Even guys who don't want to harass women are fearful they're going to say the wrong thing and get caught up in some shit at work. Yeah. And so their their only answer to that is not to like never ever speak again in the office. It's to not hire women. And I've heard yeah. guys before saying they don't want to hire women because they're worried about what happens to the office. You know what happens to the workplace. Yeah, I have a friend, a woman friend, and she was working for this old guy. He's a really successful guy and was never a creep at all. Never like hit on her. Never did anything weird. Super professional, nice dude. But one time they're in the office and he's an old guy. He's like 70. So he fucked up and he like took his headphone jack out and it was just like, oh yeah, fuck me. Fuck me super hard, you know. And uh, <laughs> she thought it was funny. She didn't care. But like she could have sued his ass right there. Oh yeah. Just for a stupid mistake, you no, know. No, no. I mentioned this before to you. I think I had a, I sent a birth, I gave a birthday card to someone I was working with. It's one of those like uh, obese women on a tricycle. <laughs> in a, like a bikini on a tricycle. Love those cards. They don't even make those greeting cards anymore, by the way. Yeah. So just be those, if you went to the funny section, you'd see like the obese men and women. It was all the obese, yeah. Yeah, it was the obese we used to laugh at. They still like, have those in Hawaii. I've seen those. Around. Do they? Yeah. They're like, you won't find them in CVS anymore because I'm sure they got complaints. <laughs> but this years ago, when I was a young, young buck, and I gave it to her like she was doing, she was just starting the gym, some gym she got for her birthday. And she, by the way, she was very slender and in shape. And it was like a birthday card. Hope this doesn't happen to you, whatever. It was like that 400-pound woman on a tricycle. <laughs> and she thought it was something funny. Some woman, just wa- a woman worked there, walking by, didn't belong in that office, spotted out of the corner of her eye and said she was offended and filed a complaint. I ended up a week in uh, whatever fucking training it was. <laughs> like, you know, and like, it was like, that's how you can really you can be and imagine affected. how the woman that filed the complaint how she worded it too it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the version of your story I was just no it was probably like hostile you workplace had, you yeah. had an erection yeah. at the time yeah. you know just we were it, all it laughing was, about how we love to fuck fat women yeah like anything <laughs> would sound so fucked up if you just you it's know, hostile it's a hostile you accidentally a- forward an email with yeah. something written in the thread you know it's tough. It's really tough. So uh, by no means do I want to excuse Roger Ailes because, again, I do that litmus test where I just look at people, <laughs> and old, old, fat, gross guys are always fucking guilty. Yeah. Just inevitably they're fucking guilty of being gross. That's why they look gross. He's Gro- guilty of everything. Yeah. There's, there's two kinds of gross guys. There's the guys who look really gross, and they're obvious, and then there's, like, really clean cut, like, guys you never suspect. They're also gross, but they're secretly gross. Uh-huh. So the guys in the middle, you can always trust. You don't get to look as gross as Roger Ailes without <laughs> no. being into some seedy shit. No, if, I, if I saw him on my first day of work as a woman, I'd be like, man, I'd be like, what, two hours until he fucking tries to grab my tit? Right. That's exactly what I'd be thinking. Well, 20 million to you, Gretchen Carlson. Let's party. Uh, miss, she was some, Brian's going to look her up. She was a Miss something or other. Check me on that, Brian. In between your cocktails. <laughs> and a shout out to Rocco's Tavern on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. The place to drink, eat pizza, watch football, and see three strange dudes in headphones who look like they haven't been laid in a long time in the corner talking on their podcast. Rocco's Tavern. Be here. All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, we got an email from Ella. Ella wants to know, um, I don't. have you ever been to Burning Man before? I've never you gone. You kind of have a Burning Man look to you. And by that, I mean you didn't brush your hair today. <laughs> um... With news of hooligans attacking the rich camp at Burning Man, is it a time to drop the bomb in the desert and kill them all? Burning Man to me is always, I've never been either, and I hate it mostly just because everyone fucking talks about it nonstop. Mm-hmm. 
And I said it's like it's it's like the opposite of uh, of the Fight Club. The first rule of Burning Man is you have to talk about Burning Man. Right. Right? It's like if you've ever gone, that you have to talk about it nonstop when you're going, right. that you're going. Now you can do it on fucking social media. And when you come back, that's all you have to talk about. <laughs> and you have to talk about it in vague terms. Like no one ever tells you like it was amazing. And then if you delve a little deeper, why was it amazing, dude? You just don't understand. <laughs> like. Right. Those are people who tell me about sex when I was seven. You did, yeah, you did a ton of mushrooms. You could have stayed on the strip and done a ton of mushrooms and slept in a comfortable bed with air conditioning uh, for you know a fraction of the price. Exactly what I think. This is to me is like another one of those things where like we don't have hippies anymore. We don't have people live on the land anymore. I'll let you like that. So these are like junior accounting executives that for a week every year get to pretend that they're 60s hippies. Yeah, together. they run like a web consulting business. Yes. You know, the, all their Facebook is all surfing photos. Yes. Total full of shit douchebags. for a week. It's just camping in the desert for a week and taking a shitload of drugs and listening to music and then, I guess, hooking up with uh, uh, chicks who smell like patchouli chicks oil, with right? sandy vaginas. Yeah, so it's like going, it's like following the dead around, basically, used to be, or following fish around, right? It's just your, yeah, but but when that was like authentic and not, yes. I don't know when that I was young. I'm, I'm assuming around the '80s that got super fucked out too. There were still people who did it. I, the only reason I could tell, I don't know, what girls did it because they just seemed to not want to have jobs, and guys did it because they just liked having sex with girls who mm-hmm. went along. And they, I assume that the drugs were plentiful and the sex was very easy. So that kind of makes you a fan of the band. I don't follow any guys that can easily fuck the chicks I'm trying to fuck. You know what I mean? No. Well, that's true. You have to get the scraps. Yeah, but you, if you didn't mind a girl who hadn't washed in a week and uh, was wearing the same tie-dye from like the month before and had hair in her arms, you could have sex all you wanted, pretty much. You could right. high and have sex all you wanted. I get, I get how that would be really fun for like a summer. I but, guess. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I did it. Okay, listen. <laughs> but Burning Man makes us... It has 70,000 people now. now. So apparently now there's factions among Burning Men. Excuse me, the Burners. They call themselves Burners. Once you go with a nickname for yourself, that's another sign. Shit's over, right? Yeah. That's like... That burner is not a cool nickname. And if you're calling yourself a burner, you just that's it's time for this thing to end. Yeah, and you're not part of a movement, douchebags. You no. you go to the desert for a weekend and do drugs. Like, why are you associating with a yes. thing anyone can go to and be yes. a part of? By the way, like, I want an exclusive fucking group. Yeah, <clears throat> like if I went to a concert, I wouldn't label myself as a, one of those concert goers, like by by a nickname. I'm not like even a Coachellaite. Yeah, I'm sure they have name by the way that's better than that. So apparently these uh, hooligans, they're calling themselves hooligans. Uh, that's self-described because that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that are really there to be pure and, 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 and disenfranchised and living off the, the desert land with just their fucking sternos and North Face jackets and shit like that uh, went into the White Ocean camp. The White Ocean camp sounds elitist, and it is elitist because <laughs> a bunch of fucking really rich dudes from the Silicon Valley and, worst of all, British people. White people that live near the ocean, basically. <laughs> yes. And white, I assume, is just all the cocaine they're doing. <laughs> and they go out the de- they go out into Burning Man. They build up a camp, a private camp of fucking like big ass speakers. They bring out cooks and caterers. They bring out like the nice porta potties, all that kind of shit. And they just dress up for a week, play EDM, have EDM DJs out there, and just fucking get super fucking high and dance in the desert. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, sounds like the better time than anyone else is having there. If you're going to go, yes. then I would do it that way. I want to be in the white ocean. I want to be fucking hashtag white ocean. Yeah, because I don't want to smell other people's crap or sleeping a downwind from a porta potty in a no. fucking lumpy tent. No, the worst part about White Ocean would be the fucking EDM. That would drive me nuts. I'd probably kill everyone in the fucking camp the first day. But well, besides that, you got super high and 
you know, ventured out, snagged a few of the hottest chicks. You know, every single chick there would leave their boyfriend immediately to go into the white oh, ocean. Oh, yeah. They were probably tent. surfing. It was probably like fucking Mad Max. They were surfing the camp <laughs> at night, trying to get in. The hot girl. I'll be right back, honey. They're going to get them fucking oh, white we ocean. Oh, no, no bars. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find you. Uh, so they, they took down the white ocean, calling them the fucking uh, gent- gentry and the fucking elitist pigs and shit like that. And isn't it just isn't this just a sign that Bernie Man is no longer the least bit cool when there's like fighting among these nerd factions of the desert? Isn't it time really like Ellis is just to drop the bomb and all seventy thousand of them? Yeah, just just end it. You know, it it had its moment. It's over now. Um, and by the way, all of you burners who think you're super awesome, next time trademark it, license it. And, uh, you know... Yeah, but that's not very Bernie Man to, to uh, trademark Bernie Man. Although, by the way, it is trademark. There is some group that claims it. Uh-huh. That if you put up photos from Bernie Man, they start trying to sue you and shit like that. Well, the lesson I would learn is just... I, I don't know what their overarching philosophy was. I think it was just like, we don't have any currency and we're just going to live... Well, not live There's off like a the, week off the grid. Like a week off the grid, Can't right? live off the land in the fucking desert, but they no. should have it in the fucking Hawaii or something <laughs> where you could... Pick it's, some off the, avocados. it's off the grid. But isn't the real point here that anything that, even if it, let's say it was cool when it started 30 years ago, anything that is cool, any gathering or event or thing that is cool at one point will no longer be cool after some period of time? This thing, yeah. it's, like, it's a curve. At some point, it's just cool, and then it drops, and you can't stop it from dropping. So you no. got to start something new. It's just evolution. I mean, once the dorks find out about it, then, you know, it's over. There's no going back. You can't. You, you can't save it. It can't, it can't be saved. It's like your favorite like little indie band you discover somewhere and you love them for a year or two and then they break with some hit or something like that. And next thing you know, all these losers follow the band that you can't stand. You can't just tell them to go away and that's your band. That's not how it works. You got to find a new fucking band, new, new band no one knows about. Yeah, and by the way, or you can still enjoy it, just admit that it's changed. I mean, if you were like a huge Nirvana fan uh, until, you know, they're they made it big you can still like them you don't have yeah. to like go to the show with in orange county with all the fucking but what you can't do is talk about how like you were cool because you liked it before never mind and everyone else is just a poser and then no. fucking cut their then cut their power on the desert no you <laughs> can't do that because what what am i supposed to do i didn't fucking buy nirvana's first three album two albums or whatever like does that make me less cool than you? Actually, no, it doesn't because, you know, some people have hobbies other than dredging up obscure music. You can't, you can't honestly keep things cool by trying to attack the people that are, no, that are not cool that join up. You just no. need to move on to something else. If anything, that just means your thing was cool. Yes. You know? It was cool. Now find some other shit to do. Like you said, that's in Hawaii where you're off fucking shit, shit in the sand. Like start, start something, start something we'll new. We'll have a vetting process, you know? If you want, if the whole point is that anyone can go, then fucking anyone's going to go. I mean, you know, have have a quiz. Ask people, uh, you know, what, how much they recycle or who they're voting for, or how much fucking Bitcoin they own. Have a fucking, you know, litmus test to make sure that the people coming aren't total fucking douchebags. You know who do, you know who actually does that? Hmm. White White Ocean. That's what they, had. <laughs> they did have a vetting process. Are you fucking hot? Are you friends with Paris Hilton? Are you a hot chick, super hot chick who's easy on drugs? Right. And uh, or are you a fucking EDM rich EDM DJ or whatever? Yeah, you can come. Yeah, everyone else fucking you're outside the wall. Yeah. Good luck, hooligans. All right, Bernie, man, I'm with you. Drop a bomb. If we got to test some drone strikes out, just so I can fire. And <laughs> has 70,000 people go out to that shit? I mean, there may be 1,000 people out there are likable. You got the other 69,000. It's just fucking horrible. People go to sh- shit like that, and then they immediately start wondering. They're walking around with frown faces. Yes. Kind of like, why am I here? Like, Well, now they're there to put on Instagram, put selfies yeah, on Instagram, which has made it there. completely worse. Because now it's like, you know, like a Bernie, man, hashtag burner, hashtag whatever. I'm like, dude, just... 
fucking go out to San Bernardino and do the same shit. Yeah. Stay at a Motel 6. All right, Bernie Man, you're done. Uh, Matt, let me know. I know you grew up as a half-black woman, young lady. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, is still more black than anyone else in Alaska. Do they have black people in Alaska, by the way? Yeah, tons. They're all in the military. Really? And oh, then the they military. stay there because yeah, yeah. they don't want to... Why would you want to go back from whatever? From Alaska? Well, if, you, if you're black and you sign up for the military, you're probably poor as fuck. Yeah. Usually. So... You don't get harassed. You don't get... Black people do okay in Alaska? Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, not a lot of beatdowns. Not a lot of secret beatdowns. No, 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 no. There's no, nothing like that. No. Yeah. They're too, it's just, I feel like Alaska is not populated enough that you can start picking on certain p- subsets of the population because you all sort of need each other to survive. So it's like, you know, there just aren't many of us. So we just can't pick out half of us and start picking on them. Black guys in Alaska have a, a cool thing where they're still somewhat exotic. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're probably the town I grew up in. It's probably, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 percent of the population. But, you know, it's kind of a new thing, you know. But in L.A., like L.A., there's like four million people, whatever. Like if you law, if people feel like if we pick on hundred thousand people so much, they leave. We yeah. won't we won't notice. But Alaska, right. like, it's kind of like, you know, when winter comes, we all got to fucking, I don't know, I'm just making this shit up, sandbag shit. Get the hides. <laughs> we well, survive. A lot of the native people in the village think that NWA just came out and that they're in the group. <laughs> so uh, It's coming slower. Yeah, a Things little bit. A little, it's like Europe where, like, the kids are listening to music from 30 years ago. Yeah, we're still into the gangster rap back there. <laughs> they, got their, they got their Depeche Mode. They're really hot in Depeche Mode t-shirts <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. They always wonder about, like, things in Europe. Even though they started in Europe, seem to come around 30 years later, they really be like, Duran Duran is my favorite band. I'm like, what, dude? What? Like, I don't know. Uh, what the fuck was I? What the fuck? Oh, Zendaya Coleman. She goes by Zendaya because Coleman sounds too Jewy, I think, for her. Mm. Um, Zendaya Coleman, uh, uh, you wrote the story this week. Uh, she was she was a victim of racial violence at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a local Vons market, which for anyone who doesn't know, it just... Like the low end generic grocery. Well, you store said you go to Vaughn's, so I was curious why. Well, Vaughn's is now owned by Safeway, uh-huh. who owns Vaughn's at Pavilion. So they basically own every single. I think they're buying Ralph's too. They own every single grocery store in the area. They just change names to make it look like they're different. Yeah. So it's all one mega corp- mega grocery corporation. I think there's only like two or three left in the whole country anymore uh, that own everything. They change. They change names. Oh, uh, maybe they. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Safeway and Ralph's are the same. So, so Vaughn's is that, too, now? Is that, too, yeah. They're all the oh, same okay. fucking thing. But Zendaya went in, I guess, and tried to buy, like, fucking $400 worth of She's half black. She's also from the white suburbs. No one mentions this. She went to a, a private school. She has a lot of this black activism stuff, which seems to be focused on how entirely on how she's being discriminated against, but never really anybody else who's black. Mm-hmm. Like, she had that thing where they mentioned her hair a year or two ago, and they fired the fashion police chick because they made fun of her dreadlocks mm-hmm. which by the way were fake dreadlocks that she put on for the event because <laughs> she doesn't really have dreadlocks so you know it's really discriminating when you make fun of my fake dreadlocks that's really racist for you to say oh yeah they do come off by the way they do come <laughs> off by the way or were they making fun of the of the dreadlocks or the fact that she was wearing fake dreadlocks no they're making fun of the dreadlocks for uh, the comment was uh, semi-racist in the fact that it looked janky and like you know uh, and I think ghetto wasn't the word, but something like that. Well, dreadlocks, uh, they do look horrible on, on any single person that has them. Yeah. And if they're fake, by the way, you have the option to take them off, clearly. <laughs> it's not something to think about. So she was trying to buy, what, $400, $400 worth of, like, uh, uh, e-gift cards in, in the Vons? Uh-huh. And they wouldn't let her do on it. On her credit card. On not, her credit card. Not in cash. Right. And they wouldn't let her do it. And she blamed it on the fact that she was. She went on Snapchat and said, this is something happens because I'm black, right? Yeah, it was this very zany, not at all like a... 
um, angry videos, kind of like a lot of yucks in it. Like, uh, oh man, this is fucked up. LOL. Um, by the way, they did let her end up buying the cards. Yes, because because <laughs> she's famous. Because the manager came over and either she said, "You know who I am," or he recognized her, and then he broke the rule. The own store, store rule is a two dollar limit, right? Yeah. So they don't get rip, ripped off all the time. Because they don't want to, you don't want to convert your credit card into cash basis, essentially, because they can't verify it that well. Yeah. So they put a two hundred dollars limit on. It, so if you, it ends up being you know wrong, they lose two hundred bucks at most. Uh, so the manager actually broke the rule in her favor to give her four hundred dollars worth of credit uh, gift cards, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we're going to great friends of her, great friends <laughs> of hers. So just so you know, when Christmas rolls around, I won't be breaking that limit of bonds for you. Uh, <laughs> But she said, oh, they must not like the color of my skin, right? That was basically the, the, the text yeah, of her. Yeah, she said that the cashier didn't like black people and that she threw her wallet at her. And then she later clarified on Snapchat, I don't know who's watching this shit, by the way, that uh, she didn't actually throw it. She kind of just lightly tossed it, and then her debit card fell out of the wallet. It's like, we shut the fuck up? <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Every single time I go to the store, and I'm not even close to half black woman. <laughs> Here's my question, though. As, as we become, there's clearly, like, racism going on. There's clearly victims of racism in this country. I think you and I both agree. Uh, even while we make black jokes, we agree about this. Uh, isn't, doesn't it really hurt that cause? We talk about this for gay and lesbian. When every single person who can even remotely qualify for being discriminated against gloms on to a, being a victim of discrimination, does that really hurt the re- people who are really hurt by this shit? Yeah, it really is a cool thing to do, and that seems like such a fucking Bill O'Reilly bullshit thing to say, but it's true. I mean, she obviously, her feelings weren't hurt. I don't. I doubt that she actually thought in her, in her heart that she was discriminated against. She probably knew she was being kind of an asshole. Um, and that, I mean, look, her whole complaint was that they, they were discriminating. It's a store policy, so yes. they... they they weren't discriminating unless they discriminate against everyone. In fact, they're doing the opposite of discriminating because they let you break the fucking rule that they have for everybody else. Yeah, you and I would have got away with that. Not I our not our black asses. Doubt it. We should try it. I mean, probably if I made a big enough deal about it, I actually don't think it would even work. And this is like, uh, we, uh, we didn't talk about it, but this is like Lena Dunham where she intuited what Odell Beckham said. Right. Like the store owner didn't, the store the cashier, the store manager, they didn't say anything racist or imply anything racist. She's just basing that off the fact that they wouldn't let her get the $400 in card that it must be because of her skin color. That's a complete leap of of, uh, logic. Yeah, there are so many boxes you need to check off before you get to that one. You know, where are you behaving like an asshole? Um, Again, are you even allowed to do this? And so, then, you know, if, if everything checks off, then maybe it, maybe it was that. So if you did the scale, let's say, of her compared to, like, the kid in Arkansas or something like that who's being the police mistake and tell him to put up his hands and they shoot him. <laughs> it's like somewhere there's a continuum of this, of this, like, the effects of racism, right? There is. Yes. And so shouldn't everyone, like, in the bottom half of that continuum just shut the fuck up? Yeah, the, there is. I have noticed kind of a, an elitism, elitism amongst um Amongst certain black people, privileged black people that still want to latch onto that cause, like her and uh, like Barry Bonds, for example, yeah. um, someone was repeating the lyrics to a rap song uh, that had the word nigger in it or nigga, and then he kind of demanded that the kids be suspended from this $20,000 a year school. Right. And, you know, other examples like that, like black people, by the way, you know, it's not totally based on the color of your skin, somewhat to your uh, the degree of your experiences. So, like, Barry Bonds was raised by professional athletes, didn't, you know, really grow up in that culture. 
So, you know, it can be both. Uh, well, that's the thing, too, and you're not supposed to say it, but so let's say right here, is that, like, regardless of your skin color, if you're rich and famous, your life isn't that bad. You just really don't get... I'm sure, that, I'm sure as Barry Bonds did, and I'm sure that maybe Zendaya does never done, and she has to suffer some idiot saying some racist comment every now and then that a white person in the same situation would not get. But it's got to be pretty minimal. I don't think that she probably does because this is the example that she chose to point out of how fucked up it is. So, well, but I mean, like Barry Bonds, so when he was cheating on steroids, stuff like that, because he's black and cheating, he probably had to hear some fucking cheating nigger, whatever. You know, there's some yeah, guys probably. who yell that shit out yeah. versus Mark McGuire where people wouldn't yell that same shit out. Right, right. So there is something that you have to go through that's above and beyond what white people's. But it's got to be, you've got to be able to say that's minimal compared to, again, the kid who gets shot by the police. <laughs> like that. There's just, they're not on the same, they're not worthy well, of the same conversation. I don't know. I, I would venture to guess, and we could ask Zendaya about it, but maybe she is, you know, patient zero. Maybe is she, she is the first person to have escaped any discrimination whatsoever. Oh, uh, that's growing possible. up in a wealthy, you know, Jewish neighborhood or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, fucking Jews. And listen, <laughs> and the thing is too is she only seems to be complaining about racism when it occurs to her. Oh, which yeah. is another which is another situation that you notice from like her and Barry Bonds, these people like that, wealthy celebrities, insulated people, is that they seem to really become irked by uh, racism when it impacts them buying gift cards at the store. At right. The store. And she still threw up the black fist yes. Um, yes. in her Snapchat video without probably knowing the significance of that uh, statement. Yeah. If I were Black Lives Matter, uh, I would issue a statement to her right away just to say, stop doing that shit. Yeah. You're just hurting, you're just hurting our fucking cause. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That goes, okay, so yeah, but I think it's good. Brian, calls in die if you can. Let's get her on the show. <laughs> tell her... Tell her to bring her fake dreadlocks. I'll try them. I'll try that shit on. Yeah, I don't. There's got to be some at some level. We're getting we're getting to a country that's becoming so assimilated, right? Where there are going to be more and more like half black, half white. You know, kids like that, wealthy black or wealthy Hispanic or whatever. Wealthy. It's like at some point we're going to have to look beyond just the color of the skin and start yeah. looking at people's life experiences to see whether or not there's any valid reason for them to be complaining about shit. Yeah, it's like if I said something uh, about Black Lives Matter and say it was hypothetically slightly critical, so I'd say, well, you can't talk about that because you're not black. And it's like, oh, but Jaden Smith can? The, yes. the, the fucking kid raised by gay aliens that wears a fucking dress around? He, G- he's gay-li- got... Gay-lians. Who's, who's, got, <laughs> who's got more perspective on the issue? Yeah, I agree. At some point, we need to, move, we need to follow what Dr. Martin Luther... King Jr. said it and go beyond the color of people's skin or their fake dreadlocks. (laughs) Nice and die, go away. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Melissa Click. Do you remember Melissa Click? When I say Melissa Click, you say... We're going to need some muscle over here. Yes, that's the girl. Also from Missouri. Missouri may be passing Florida in terms of just fucked up shit going on. Maybe per capita, yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of fucked up shit in Missouri. So, she, yeah, she was uh, the lady who, has many, many people point out, looks a lot like Carrot Top, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a compliment for a woman or a man, really. Uh, she's that really crazy looking lady who taught like some shitty communication journalism class in Missouri professor who during the safe space era last year, which seems to be ebbing a little bit at least, uh, would not allow her own campus media, her own campus reporters into the media free safe space. 
and uh, to, <laughs> to photograph to the photograph safe space. the actual to photograph the actual protest. <laughs> That's how endangered you know it was a safe space. That's it, how we made progress in this country, by the way, is uh, yes. telling the media to to not cover things. Yeah, especially when you're, by the way, a media professor. <laughs> like, That's just like. Like the irony was beyond beyond anything. The fact that she looked like Carrot Top and was like screaming at the top of her lungs was horrible. The fact that she's actually calling for muscle to what beat up the reporters. She was probably pointing at a black guy. Probably pointing at a black guy, right? <laughs> right. Uh, we are just weird. I mean, she's another misplaced Bernie Man hippie who just is a, is a woman out of time. She would have done well in like '67, mm-hmm. like she's yelling, marching against Vietnam and yelling shit. You know, I'm all down for protesters when they're protesting something legitimate, and there is probably some legitimacy to the the racism on campus thing. She's not the right spokesperson for it. So she did all that shit. She eventually got... By the way, that was not her first run-in with the, camp, with the police a month earlier at another protest. She shoved the police officer, got in the police officer's way. So this is a woman who was very... Feeling her oats a little bit about getting involved with actual physical altercations with people to protest whatever the fuck was on her mind. Yeah. Uh, it, whether she's white or black, that didn't bother me so much that she wasn't black. She can still protest the Black Lives Matter thing. That's fine by me. Um... But here's the point. So she eventually got let go because I guess she beat up too many campus police officers. <laughs> but of course, professors, college professors like uh, NFL coaches that we'll discuss never truly get fired. They just get moved from team to team. So she just got a job <laughs> at Gonzaga teaching the same fucking class at Gonzaga. Oh, wow. Uh, which is up in the, uh, up in the Northwest, uh, teaching media, whatever. And when they asked about, when Gonzaga was asked about the fact that she seemed like, oh, I don't know, the shittiest professor ever in the history of professors, <laughs> Gonzaga says, we feel like she's probably learned some lessons from her past experiences. She's going to be a great teacher, mm. which means they had no reason to hire her. What's well, it's <laughs> like a pretty. Uh, it's, an, it's being presumptuous, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Who hasn't? Like, who who has done? You can say that about anyone who's done something shitty in their past, right? Yeah. Let's just hire people who've done shitty things because they've learned from their shitty. I want to hire the people that have never done any shitty yes. things. Yes, I want to learn about the people who. I want to hire. They people learned like, before they did anything, yes. or they knew it was wrong in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah. I hire people who don't need to learn that, like. Telling reporters to threaten to beat up reporters for covering your protest. I want to hire people to know that's wrong in the first place. Yeah, and we say like, all right, first first, first amendment seems like something that might be important to a journalism teacher. Right? Uh, isn't it true that professors and because my pet peeve NFL coaches are among the professions where you never get ever get fired, no matter how shitty you are? That's a question, Matt. You have to answer that. Oh, that. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yeah, other groups. Brian, give me uh, some muscle. I need a I mean, I guess, I don't know how many people want to um, teach a class in communications that they know is uh, probably without merit. I don't know. The whole college thing is such a bureaucracy. Half of these people are fucking retards. Um, do, you remember, do you remember college, from your college times? I know you were, you were mostly uh, a lot of shrooms. Do you remember uh, teachers, like bad teachers moving around or shitty teachers coming in? It seems like it's something very common where... Didn't pay much attention. I mean, with her, you know, interestingly enough, she probably got promoted. I mean, Gonzaga is quite a better school than University of Missouri. Um, are you saying that because you're a Washi- not a, a Washingtonian? Uh, well, I just think that the academics are... It's not a bad... Gonzaga's not a bad... It's a Jesuit school, right? It's not a bad school. Missouri, I mean, whatever it is, it was not a demotion. Let's put it that way. She got a new job, probably the same salary or more. She's teaching again. She's accredited again. She didn't miss a year, didn't miss a year I mean, of school. she was like... I'm sure there's people saying, like, you know, she made a, she made a little mistake, but 
uh, she didn't really do anything wrong. And there's this culture we have now of kind of picking one person to demonize them. But not really. She actually summed up the hypocrisy of the entire movement yes. within her actions. And for that reason, became sort of a, a poster child for this retarded, you know, how far this PC movement and safe space movement has gone. So, I don't know. I would think her being famous for that would be a reason not to hire her. Ever, ever again. Yes. I, so, we mentioned what NFL coaches can go 4 and 34. <laughs> and then to get behind, then they're like they let, they're let go after like a three and thirteen season, right. and then they are immediately hired to be the offensive coordinator of another team somewhere. Well, <laughs> some guys are good at losing. I mean, they had yeah. the same thing in basketball with Larry Brown. Yeah, uh, he just moves around losing and like um, committing various fraudulent activities. Um, I don't know how you get in that position. I think you must just have some dirt on some billionaires or something. I think it's just that you get in this spot where, like, it's it's such a small circle of people. So, like, whether it be the academic community or whether it be uh, football, whatever it is, when you're in the, once you're in the fraternity, you're in the fraternity. Now, I think there's also some legal stuff with tenure for professors where you can't really fire people, so you have to just move them out. I know, mm-hmm. like, in, in, I don't know if you know this, in LAUSD, uh, in local school, the big school district here, when you get accused of a crime, say, oh, fondling a kindergartner. Right. You can't be fired because of the union rules. It takes like many years to like go through the process of firing you. Yeah. So they send you to this room. Uh, you go to a location where you're still paid every day. Yeah. It's, it's like called. It's got a name for it. The rubber room. In this, I don't know it's called the rubber room. That's where they send you. <laughs> but it's some room where like it's a place downtown, like the headquarters near the headquarters, where everybody who's been uh, uh, you know uh, not convicted yet, but accused of a crime or accused of something heinous. Who can't be fired goes to get their paycheck every. Goes to get their they paycheck. They just sit every. in a room reading magazines. Yes. yes, and they have to show. If they don't show up, they don't get paid. So they have to show up to keep their teacher pay. Yeah, but they can't be. It really, literally, takes multiple years for them to be fired. So they could be going to this place for multiple years. You know how unexceptional of an individual you have to be <laughs> yes. to to not get bored of that and quit, collect unemployment, and find another fucking job. Well, but then you might lose your pension. There's a lot of money involved in this. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars involved in this decision. I don't I, know how much you could pay me to sit in a room eight hours a day and not lose my by fucking way, mind. If you've, been, if you've been accused by multiple people of molesting kindergartners, you're not a good person in the first place. Right. That's you're a not, good. That's not, it's not, it's not, this room isn't filled with your high character teachers. I don't know how many like hyper motivated people get into teaching in the first place. Anyway, I mean the first thing they tell you in school is that the pay is garbage. And yeah, well, if you like little kids, it's a good job <laughs> to be in. So, but that's the thing with the college; they can't actually be like click couldn't actually be let go. I don't think completely. So they have to like and they, and they Missouri. I bet took someone from Gonzaga who was like, you know, fucking high and cl- coked out of their mind in class or some shit like that. They just exchanged like their problem teachers. Right, right. That's it to me the Kevin Gilbride or the Buddy the Buddy Ryan or the uh, all these other coaches in the NFL who just get moved around from place to place. And when you look at their cumulative record, they have like a 300 winning percentage, <laughs> but they work for 40 years somehow. There's like no way you can actually be a coach where you do so poorly where they someone just comes and says like, "You know what, dude?" You're just never working the NFL ever again. It's like that with Priest, I, th- I think, pretty oh, yeah, pretty well. famously. I would say Chef is, is along those lines. Yeah. Like You could probably kill someone in the kitchen and get hired across town yes. the next day just because they need someone. And there aren't enough people maybe going to these professions. So, Melissa Click, you're you're moving on and moving off. She is that I will never get that. Her finger, it's a finger pointing. It's a calling for muscle. It's a looking like carrot top. 
It's the finger pointing and <laughs> the screech and what she actually stood for all combined mm-hmm. that makes her the worst professor in the entire country. What if her class is what I've learned from my um, bullying of journalists and oh, no, how sorry. that relates to the media, mass no way, media? No way that's her class. They'd her- probably give it a more pretentious title than yeah, that. I bet, but- she's du- I bet she's doubling down. Shit. Now Gonzaga's going to have protests. Good luck. <laughs> you've, got the, you've got the click problem. All right, Matt, let me ask you. You read something this week. Uh, actually, you read it last week, but I'm giving it to you this week because I know you only have a chance to read an article every other week. Uh, <laughs> Pam, Pam Anderson, who I... When you think of Pam Anderson, I think tits, Pepsi, and dead kid in the pool in that order. Oh, I didn't know about the dead kid. Oh, yeah, we can bring... I'll talk about that. <laughs> I think about the sex tape, too. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, well, I must be getting older because I put dead kid over sex tape. That's, yeah. That's true. Uh, she and uh, Rabbi uh, Michael Michael Jackson's former rabbi, which is odd that he has a former rabbi, not being Jewish, uh, Shmuley Boteak uh, had an article coming out on porn that you read, anti-porn in the Wall Street Journal, by the way. Yeah, her and Shmuley Boteak. Yeah, you're, got, not, you're not going to come close to that. Name. They got together <laughs> and wrote a uh, a page, a one page article about the evils. I don't know why it takes two people to write a one page op-ed. Yeah. By the way, I think it's longer she's written in her entire life. <laughs> combined, cumulatively combined. I'm thinking one person did a little more of the work in this scenario. Yeah, I think Shmuley did three paragraphs. She did one paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking um, it down. So it was about um, the the sort of e- immorality of porn and uh, why you... It wasn't saying we should outlaw porn. It was simply saying that you should make a conscious a decision. Take a, take a pledge. Take a pledge to ignore pornography yes. because it hurts people's lives. And it was a lot of shit about how it causes divorce and guys don't want to fuck their wives anymore and stuff like that. And, there, and to boot, if I may, their prime example was Anthony Weiner. Yes. Which I don't think there's any accusation. I mean, I'm sure he has consumed his fair amount of online porn. Right, but that's not actually part of the accusations against him in any way. No, that that's not his problem. No. His problem is not the porn that no. he's obviously watching pretty yes. regularly. His problem is that he can't stop sending uh, his wiener pics. Yeah, and that's a totally separate issue from porn. And it's weird that that's the best example they could find. If their article in the journal was like, "You should take a pledge not to fucking look up random chicks and send dick pics," I'd, I would agree with that. I'd sign that pledge. Me too. I'm down with that one. But the idea is that 80 million people that watch porn like regularly online should stop watching porn because it's ruining their lives. It's so telling that they couldn't find one example, no. and they just took the most topical in-the-news example yes. and totally twisted it. it. Logically, it didn't make any sense. Um, also, also telling, perhaps, is the fact that Pam Anderson has made her career off of softcore pornography. Right. And Shmuley Boteak is only known because he defended Michael Jackson from child molestation charges. Yeah, and so, th- this is the problem with people that are anti-porn is that they're usually huge fucking creeps. Yeah, the Dugar, the Dugar family, right? They're right. Dugars. It, it's it's always, and I don't know why we sort of continue listening to the like. First of all, you're. Uh, a rabbi who defended Michael Jackson. He wrote a book called like my kosher love life. That was about like (laughs) sexual positions and how you should satisfy your partner. Anyone that writes a book like that is a fucking weird creep. That's odd thing. That doesn't sound kosher to me. No, no. Pam Anderson has not only made sex tapes, but she was naked. I mean, she's known for being naked in Playboy. That's how her career got started. That's pornography. I used to watch her videos where she danced around naked and may or may not have done some lesbian stuff. I can't remember. She's done a lot of nudity, all that stuff like that. And how convenient that as her career 
a showing off her tits come to it comes to a conclusion. No, she you should stop. Sign the, sign the pledge. Oh man, what but, a fucking hack! This is we talked about this before with uh, what's her name, the, the uh, Elizabeth Smart, the kidnap victim a couple weeks ago, and like this whole thing about anti pornography is so disingenuous to me, and not just because. Everybody who's calling for anti-pornography is also watching porn because everyone watches porn. You can't have a crime. You can't have a crime, even a moral crime, where, like, everybody does it. That can't be considered non-normative behavior. That is normative behavior. Yeah. So you're asking people to be unnatural in a way, which is okay. And we do, as a culture and society, we do things that we restrain ourselves in certain ways that might be animalistic. And maybe you tell people, like, yeah, cut back 10%. Right, right. Try to cut back ten percent. Yeah, I, I mean, like, don't give up. You know, you know all, you know, meat, food, or unhealthy food. But just cut back here and there. Yeah, no meat you know, Mondays. Moderation, or- like moderation. Like, don't have, don't look at porn three hours a day. Well, I think Pamela Anderson is probably such a narcissist that she doesn't think that her dancing around naked and humping Corvettes and shit that that was porn. Because every chick that's in porn thinks the chick. That is a yes, little bit more yes, explicit. Yes. That what they're doing is not porn, but it's the gross. other chick's a filthy pig. You know, yeah, they're so gross, and you're an artist. Chick dancing around nude is fine, but the chicks doing the lesbian stuff. Oh, what a bunch of whores! And then the lesbian chicks think that about the chicks fucking a dude, and on yeah. down the line until we get into snowballing. And yeah, let me give you a little hint. If you got Hep, hep C, you're you're porn. Right, <laughs> you're porn. <laughs> hep C is on film or not, but you've been doing giant porn. fake tits like the the Westboro Church despises you just as much as fucking yes. you know Sasha Gray um, and uh, it, it's just weird that that's the person they could find you know the most compelling argument would just be showing like uh, a little documentary of what a porn star is actually like and how they're all fucked up on drugs and shit I, to me that would be the most compelling argument I've seen those before that gets me kind of hot <laughs> 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 to me I, it's hard to distinguish between the documentaries about how evil porn is with actually just watching porn, right? <laughs> it just seems like it's all it's all sort of porn. You can't. It's like to me, it's like drugs. You cannot get rid of or drugs and let's say drugs and alcohol. Hundred million people, whatever, consume regularly in this country. It's just part of the human experience. You can't get rid of that shit. The best you can do is tell people to be moderate in their usage, right? Tell people like, look, if it's fucking up your life, you're doing too much of it. You know, if your porn is fucking up your life, we talked about this before. If you're fucking leaving work for six times a day to go fucking masturbate. Then you've, you're way too far. Yeah. You've got to cut back. But if you're moderating all your uses of porn or whatever else, or you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever else like that, it's not affecting your life, then you're fine. You know what? It's just going to get into, well, <clears throat> the Ad Council certifies this pornography was humanely made. And, yes. You know, and then it gets into fucking Japan where you're blurring out vaginas and a chick's fucking getting shit on by a donkey on the <laughs> next aisle. Like... <laughs> Maybe it's fucking healthy for people just to fuck normally, and if they want to record it, you know, other people are going to watch it. It's just human fucking nature, like you said. If two people were fucking in the next booth, I'd probably be watching it right now, and there's yeah. nothing I could do about it. No, no. I'm watching Brian eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of like a donkey shit out of person kind of porn. <laughs> that is pretty nasty. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, these are all part of it. Like, you cannot, just like, we, fuck, it's the same as, like, guys in the yeah. workplace telling dirty jokes. You can't stop this shit. You can put penalties against it to try and curb people making a decision should I want to get in trouble for this shit but you can't stop human nature you can't stop raw sexuality from occurring Yeah. so even in country yeah you can do like what Singapore does where like they kill people if they fucking are found with drugs and yeah there's a lot less drugs there because most people go like eh, I don't want to die Right. but short of like threatening to kill everybody you can't stop porn you can arrest putting an arrest 80 million people so it just becomes a morality argument and isn't 
aren't Pamela Anderson and Rabbi Bushmilly the worst people to be making morality arguments? No, they're they're the people that should tell you what to do. Fucking Michael Jackson's buddy, who I don't even look. If you're a lawyer, I kind of get it more, but he was just kind of hanging out with them just to get on TV. Yes, and uh, I don't know what if you know some of the rabbis. You know, they they blow little kids after they circumcise them. What? Yeah, no, you didn't know this? No. I- Wait a minute. Where's where's this they come do. from? I'm not saying he's part of one of those uh, sects. You never heard this? No, we got to do a separate episode. They circumcise the kid and then they they suck uh, the, the blood. Out. And there's a kid that died. Oh, they from... suck the blood out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like a really, like, well, that's different. Well, well that is call it what you want. Let's say that's very odd behavior. <laughs> yeah, but that, I thought you meant like a sexual blow, like a sexual blow job. I mean, anytime someone's mouth is on someone else's <laughs> dick, especially an old bearded guy and a child, I'm kind of I'm calling it sexual. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That doesn't sound legal anymore to me. Uh, maybe that goes on in the, in the red tent somewhere. In the, at Burning Man, that probably happens a lot. Yeah, that's a New York thing, man. Uh, we gotta do a whole episode just on that. Point and, being, these are not the people that sh- that you should be listening to tell you anything about your fucking life. First of all, your face is all fucked up from plastic surgery. You can't touch women in public. Your tits are fake. You have hepatitis C. Why don't you piss off? I'd rather listen to a fucking homeless guy in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, unless he's sucking a little kid after a circumcision. <laughs> I just lost my appetite. That was really pretty rough. That was gross. Uh, let's do. Why don't we do a combined op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about that? Let's talk yeah, about that. Like, don't blow little kids. Don't blow, don't blow little kids, baby kids, bloody penises. <laughs> we'll call it. That'll get a lot of attention. By the way, I, I'm pretty sure the Wall Street Journal obviously accepted that only because they were celebrity writers and because they knew they get a lot of press for it. Because I don't know if you know, it's the Wall Street Journal. Probably don't read it regularly, but they've been doing a lot more like clickbait type shit recently, last right. few years. So they'll do like hot girls doing sorts of shit like on the Wall Street Journal. So to me, they just did. They knew it was fucking stupid, but they just did it because they knew it would get a lot of traction. Yeah, I'm sure. Which is fair enough, but I, I'm fucking keeping my porn. All right. Uh, I mean, the guy's reading the Wall Street Journal for stock tips and financial yeah. analysis about the deficit rate, uh, interest rate, and all that. They uh, they don't read that page, right? No, they're not reading the page where Pam Anderson is telling people to stop looking at her own porn that she made. <laughs> nothing worse. Nothing. Nothing worse than a what a converted uh, you know sinner or all that kind of shit, right? All right, Pam, go away, Shmuley. Shalom. <laughs> All right, Matt, I know for our final segment today, you want to know what has my panties in a bunch, and I'm going to tell you, you right off the bat. Uh, Megan Rapino, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, I'm sure. But since she plays uh, women's soccer, I don't feel obliged to actually know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> I'm going to at least, in this segment, I'm going to denigrate women's soccer at least 12 times, I bet you. Uh, she is a women's soccer player. She is, uh, I don't know if you remember, I believe she's the one of the, when they won the World, Women's won the World Cup last year, whenever that was, two years ago. I think she jumped in the stands and kissed somebody or some shit like that. Uh, she came out last year as a lesbian because everyone only already knew she was a lesbian. Anyway, we have to stop this thing where professional female athletes come out as lesbians and make a deal out of it. That just can't be a thing anymore. That's just not, I mean, that's yeah. not, if you're... If you're a housewife, uh, you can come out as a lesbian. It's still a thing. We're going to assume you're a lesbian. If you feel like letting us know yes. otherwise, that's fine. If you have a crew cut and <laughs> muscles and you play professional sports as you're living uh, and you have no boyfriend or husband, let's just say we know you're a lesbian. Okay? Yeah. That's enough. Uh, but she came out. And so Colin Kaepernick, this Colin Kaepernick, I think, has really exploded. First of all, nothing's exploded like his fro. His fro has just gone insane. <laughs> There's just no... 
There's no medical explanation for how his fro has grown it like a foot a week. It was like Bruce Banner shit. Yeah, it's like he always had like sometimes he had like the curly, the fro, little tiny fro. And then, like, since he sat out for the, na- the national anthem and started the Black Lives Matter thing, like, that was like three weeks ago. Yeah. His fro has grown like four feet. It's just enormous. <laughs> I don't know if it's like, it's like, did something God, did God, like, come down, like, from the, the, the mountain and say, look, dude, you're my speaker here on earth for this movement. Let your hair grow like crazy. Some shit happened. Like, I mean, maybe he was sleeping in, like, a helmet and compressing it down. I don't know. He- if uh, Let's say it this way. If that's a wig, people can be very disappointed. <laughs> If that shit comes off one day... Don't be a Rachel Dolezal. Yes. If that shit comes off, that's going to be bad. But uh, So it's really exploring this whole thing. And the uh, the downside for Kaepernick has been absolutely nothing other than his jersey is now one of the top-selling jerseys in the for NFL store. Uh, for everyone who thought this was going to be horrible for Kaepernick. Yeah. They don't get that money, by the way. That goes to the NFL. Right, yeah. He doesn't get the money. But still, I mean, obviously it shows that he's growing in popularity. Should, let's put it this way. People who are pissed about him are not buying his jersey. Well, one guy's buying it to, to burn it on YouTube. But outside of that, it's people who are actually proud of him for doing what he's doing. So now there's the Kaepernick after effect. Since Kaepernick himself is only a bench second-string quarterback on a team that will probably come in last place this year, uh, <laughs> now there's other athletes now taking, uh, taking a knee uh, in honor of the same thing. Or, as Reagan Rapino's thing, in honor of Kaepernick himself. And she did it at the, I don't know if you went to this game, the Seattle Rain versus the Chicago Fire, I want to say. I was checking tickets on StubHub for that one, but... Uh, yeah. The face value tickets for uh, uh, women's soccer is uh, $12, but you can get it for two if you really wait. If you wait till last wait week. Wait the day of, you get them for yeah. two. And yeah, and by the way, they pay you the $2 to, to take them. Right. So. There's a coupon on the back for uh, a couple of free tacos. It's just a sticker of her in the Seattle, wherever the Seattle Stadium was, the, the, the Seattle Rain. By the way, that's the worst name ever. I get it. It rains a lot in Seattle. <laughs> The name is R E I N uh, R E I G N to be sound very you know like regal. Yeah, but I know it's a play on rain that it rains in Seattle. Well, they the other thing that people don't like about Seattle that it rains. I think all the so. Time. They stole that from Sean Kemp, by the way. You know, we we already did that in the '90s. He was the Rain Man um, from Seattle. From he played for the Sonics. So, but if you're thinking of a name, if you're thinking of a shitty name for a moniker for your city, would you pick Rain for Seattle? Well, like the high techs or like the, something about the city you're proud of. It's really hard to come up with a double entendre that makes sense. And I think they were really wanting to make the double entendre yes. thing work like really bad. My feeling, you cannot go wrong with like cougar. Cougar, <laughs> fa- whatever it is. You can't go wrong with a wild animal. It just never, jaguar, jaguar's never wrong. It's never wrong with you, jaguar. How about the grass? People in Seattle smoke a lot of weed. The they Seattle do. grass, those people would love it up there because uh, yeah. they play on grass. Get it, right? I'm a fucking genius. You are a genius. And by the way, lesbians smoke a lot of weed. Oh, yeah. Put that out and there. they have a lot of grass on I mean, their yes. lower extremities. That's, <laughs> that's the benefit of being a lesbian. <laughs> you, don't have to be, you don't have to go Brazilian for your girlfriend. All right. Uh, so anyhow, she, she said this picture, taking a knee for Kaepernick, taking a knee for his cause. And there's maybe 19 people in the entire stands <laughs> because it's fucking women's soccer. No, we have too many sports in this country. Yeah. And it's fine if you want to gather your friends together and have, form a, pick a basketball league. But you can't just call yourself a professional sport when, A, no one's coming, and, B, there's no money in the sport. What makes it professional exactly? Yeah, it's all subsidized. The soccer, like you said, is subsidized by uh, the Olympic team, the right. women's national team. So the NBA is subsidized by the, the WNBA is subsidized by the NBA. There's no actual There's no actual market for these sports? No. I don't. Have you ever seen women's soccer on TV before, like a professional soccer game on TV? I honestly didn't know it existed. No, I don't think they broadcast it. So it's basically Megan Rapinoe and, like, like, 12 of her lesbian friends yelling in the stands. It's like, can we charge tickets to watch 
fucking people can watch us stay in shape. <laughs> right. To like, run around for an hour and a half. It's a pretty entitled fucking notion, isn't it? Yeah, and it? by the way, you can't even beat off any of the girls because they all have short crew cuts or they're all lesbians, so it's not even fun. It's not even like lingerie football I might go check out or something. There's no like women in there that you can actually like enjoy yourself to. So what's the point of the sport? Right. And, I, I, and I'd be willing to bet, obviously, even people who like soccer aren't going to this because there are millions of soccer fans and they're not going to these events. So who the fuck is this for? I don't know. I mean, the only... We saw Hope Solo nude, and that was a disaster. Oh, my God. That fucking... Oh, Jesus. Jesus. She looked like she'd been eating corn since she was born. Oh, no, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened there? Uh, and she was a reasonably attractive soccer player. She was good. I now think they got rid she's of her. hot for a soccer player. She's hot for a soccer player. They got rid of her. So, But that's not even what has my pay so much. What has my pay so much is the fact that like she's now taking a stand. No, she's taking a stand for Kaepernick. Fine. Now you're taking a stand where no one can see you. Fine, too. But now she has to make a big deal about it and equate, of course, Kaepernick's thing with Black Lives Matter, which whether you agree with Black Lives Matter or not, you can all agree it's a thing. Yeah. You know, Kaepernick's thing is a th- it's an actual thing. He's actually protesting something that's in the cultural zeitgeist. And whether or not you think it's big or small, we all agree it exists. She is now weaving in the fact that she's gay, saying that for all these years, she, she identifies with Kaepernick. For, for all these years, she's put her hand over her heart for, this, for the national anthem, knowing that gay women aren't treated the same in this country and aren't prote- up to the same justice and protections of the rest of the country. Okay. First of all, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Let's see some evidence. I'd like to see some evidence of that. I'm not sure it's true with the women. No, I don't know that. We talked about with Miss Missouri earlier. I don't know it's a large amount of discrimination of gay women in soccer. <laughs> Do you feel like... I mean, no. yes, I can see... Like, So again, she's extrapolating that other gay women might, in certain professions or calls, might be discriminate against but there's absolutely none in professional sports which is where you are making money at a sport no one's attending and I would feel like white fairly well off white women in general just like the Miss Missouri even as lesbians really don't have it that bad no and by the way having a women's soccer league is discrimination against men yes well there is a men's soccer league but people do go and watch it yeah but women can be in that if they were good enough uh, they're just not yes. good enough so your whole theory about how there should not be gender segregated sports right it is segregation so it is discrimination uh, technically and but, she's enjoying the financial again, no benefits one cares. she has a big ass contract from Nike Samsung I looked it up a couple of big endorsements big endorsements so these aren't like little $20,000 doors. these are big endorsements and she's a great soccer player, by the way. She won the World Cup when they were in the Olympic team. She's one of the best soccer players in the country. Uh, so she's a legitimate soccer player, but she's doing very well for herself. How not it time Zendaya, Miss Missouri, whoever else, Barry Bonds, isn't it time for people to stop glomming on to the fucking discrimination train or at least put up some fucking evidence that you're being injured by this, this uh, thing you're fighting against? Well, I mean, Ka- Kaepernick, obviously, he's got an $80 million contract. He plays in the NFL. He bangs the bitches. He goes on yacht in the offseason. He's on yachts, having parties with uh, Dwayne Wade or whatever, all this shit like that. His life isn't that bad. No, but, but at least he, but he maybe even knows some people or is close to people, or even himself has been the victim of discrimination at some point in his life. Yeah, he's think, sticking up for. You know, yeah, but this this seems like we're four or five levels away from that with Megan Rapino. Yeah, time to just it seems a little too indirect. I mean, if she had just said, I'm doing this for, for Black Lives Matter, like, I get that. But then sort of weaving in, because it, it's always what I am. It's always like, yes. and by the way, it's also for fucking, you know, white Irish dudes to, like, like, like it's always you. It's always about you, you know? You it's have, never do about, you have something you wish to talk about with your, being a white uh, uh, Irish heritage? No. Have you suffered a lot? 
No, but... I mean, people think, people assume well, white Irish people drink a lot, <laughs> but you do. So I don't know how that's, is that you're fighting against that? You're taking a knee? You're going to take sure, a knee? I'm sure there was something you could tie in. Look, I mean, if George W. Bush walked into this room right now, I'm sure he could find a way to uh, call himself a minority, whatever that would mean, whether it be ageism yes. uh, or, or you know, I don't know, the fact that he's from Texas. I don't fucking know. But there's something. So Everyone's always a fucking minority somehow. It just matters how yes. you define it. Do you know who's not a minority? White, white women. White women. <laughs> white women constitute the largest demographic segment in this country. It's disappointing that she would try and make it about her and not just say, I believe in his cause, I agree with him. You know, now it's just going to become this whole blanket thing. I'm not uh, standing for the national anthem because of the whale situation. Yes. Because of whaling. Well, then fine. Well, I'll just fucking sit down for it, which I'd prefer anyway, and we'll go about our fucking day. Yeah, well, I want to finish the show on something that I think you both, you and I both agree on, which is. We should not be playing the national anthem at sporting events. No. There's no, I mean, I don't know what it was like 100 years ago, but now there's no reason for us to be standing and doing the national anthem before every sporting event. Well, we initially voted on the anthem or something. There was a, a contest to see who designed the flag and I think who wrote the anthem, if I'm not mistaken. They tried to change it at some point. I think they? we should do another yeah. one and just be like, you know, we'll have Springsteen do it or we could vote, like, if maybe Beyonce. I mean, that would suck, obviously. I hope that wouldn't happen, but... Um, you know, just to get a new one. Can we just do, are you ready for some football? <laughs> to me, it's like, I mean, it's a football game. It's a sporting event. And as you've mentioned many times, there's no other entertainment venue or hobby or activity or, or thing place we go to have fun where we play the stand and have the national anthem beforehand. It's the stupid it's metaphor that events. pussies can sort of go by to, to pretend they're going into war when, yes. they're, when they're simply just watching other guys, um, you know. There's two things I want to stop. I want to stop the national anthem at, football, at sporting events, and I want to stop... Uh, guys uh, who've been playing NFL 50 years that went to one class in college be announced as out of that, co- out of that college. <laughs> like, out of, out of Ole Miss, he took three criminal science classes, uh, got fucking high, got kicked off campus and drafted early in the NFL. Here's so-and-so. There's yeah. no other... Even people who went to legitimate colleges studied really fucking hard and got meaningful degrees when they're 35 are not announced from that college at their profession. Just no one does That's that. a good point. I don't, there's like, no, it's some, it's some way the NFL has decided will make us seem like more legitimate. Like we have, like, oh, we have college age, prof- college educated professionals in our business. Well, anything that, that can kind of make things seem more historical than they, than they are and sort of, oh uh, yeah, old miss, they go back a long way. You know, it's something for uh, fucking Dan Deerdorf to talk about or yeah, whatever. Even, like I said, if you graduate from college, when you're 35, there's no one announcing what college you went to at your work. No. Doesn't make, there's no other profession where they announce what college you went to, even when you went to college and tried really hard and studied hard. And got you a should get degree. to submit your own Playboy Playmate profile with, you know, things you enjoy doing, like yes. riding motorcycles. They, yes. they did that. I, did they still do that in Major League Baseball? They would let the players choose their own song. Yeah, the they, walk-up song, yes. They, they the let them do song, that still. Which is great. And That's for, awesome. I love that. And for football, they should have, like, Kaepernick should be able to say, like, you know, whatever. I love this. I love that. But I really hate when black people get killed by cops. Right. <laughs> we, could all, we could all look at that and go, oh, that's something, something to noodle in our heads. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, by the way, you're on the bench so you don't get announced anymore. Oh, I, I love the, the Playmate playmate profile. I can't talk today for some reason. The Playmate profile. Uh, Likes and dislikes. Yeah. Turn like on, that. turn offs. I like that a lot. Yeah. They always got turned on by a sense of humor. Do you know how often they fuck comedians? Yeah, n- never. That never happened. There's never, <laughs> never once been a hot girl interviewed about what she likes in a man who hasn't listed sense of humor as one of the top three things, and yet has never ever slept with a comedian. 
Well, I don't know if comedians are really the funniest guys out well, there. Well, not comedians, but like, if you've ever met those people's boy- those girls' boyfriends, they're the most humorless fuck you've ever met your entire life. Oh yeah, never. The, if you rank people in sense of humor, the boyfriends of really hot girls are at the bottom of the chart every single time. They might have fucked a few of them, but I, I don't think uh, yeah. you know the comedian's not usually the guy leasing you the, the Mercedes. No, the guy the guy who's a boyfriend of a model usually is extremely attractive. Extremely well off and hasn't told a joke in ten years. Has no job, sort of working on a documentary. Yeah. Um, always going to third world countries just to just to surf and then pretend that he's involved in some charity. Yeah. Or something. And then twenty years later, can't explain where he got the HIV from. <laughs> That's it. All right, Matt, you have somebody wish to pimp and promote on the show. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston. And you, are you going to be doing something controversial this week, or something that could get sued by Melania Trump? I'm working on a big thing right now. It's not up yet. Can't but. talk about it. Is it so big you can't talk about it? I can't talk about. Like, it. Is it like Donald Trump's plan to, to, to defeat ISIS? You can't talk about it. It's just too big. It's By the way, too big. I, I'm totally down with the guy saying I have a great plan, but I can't tell you about because the enemy will know about it. To me, that's every excuse I had between the age of eight and eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a plan for this shit. I tell my parents, I just can't tell you about it. It's so amazing. I got. Don't worry. This is covered. It's all covered. He does look and, and behave kind of like a baby Huey type yes. character. Uh, this, this plan's so fucking good. I can't share with anybody. I'm like, all right, man. I'm down with I'm that. I'm assuming Baby Huey was an asshole. I don't know. I, I think Baby Huey's just a giant, uh, giant duck who wore a diaper. All right, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> Dennis the Menace. <laughs> that may be him as well. All right, for sound engineer Brian, this is Lex. I want to thank Rocco's on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, gearing up for the first game of the NFL season. Thank God the fucking NFL is back, man. This is my religion. I'm, I'm just so glad that this shit's... Kaepernick will go back to the bench. We won't have to talk about him. All this other shit goes away. Women, women, the word women's soccer, the phrase women's soccer will never pass my lips for at least another <laughs> three years. Thank God for that. Come to Rocco's Tavern. Come for the pizza. Stay for the double-sized beers. Last Minute Earth, we're out.